Hate Street. This is Fieldpod.com, The Week in Georgia, in English, coming to you from San Francisco, California. Today is Thursday, the 31st of January, 2019. On this date in 1915, during the First World War, Russians, Germans fight at the Battle of Bolimo in present-day Poland. This was the site of the first attempt by the Germans to use poison gas, in this case a type of tear gas at a large scale, though the gas was blown back at their own lines and rendered ineffective by the cold weather. 1928, Leon Trotsky is exiled to Almaty, Kazakhstan, following his anti-Stalin activities and involvement with the United Opposition. 1943, German Field Marshal Frederick Paulus surrenders at Stalingrad on the same day he is promoted to Field Marshal by Hitler. He goes on to become a prominent anti-Nazi voice, calling on Germans to surrender and acting as a witness at the Nuremberg Trials. 1946, the first constitution of the Federal Republic Federal People's Republic of Yugoslavia comes into effect, outlining six nations and two autonomous regions within the Federation. 1968, the Pacific Island nation of Nauru gains independence from Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Nauru is one of the very few countries that officially recognizes South Ossetia and Abkhazia. Birthdays are, in 1884, the first and only president of the Azerbaijan Democratic Republic, Mahmoud Amin Rasulzadeh. In 1896, Belarus-born Soviet mathematician and historian Sofia Alexandrovna Yanovskaya, known for editing and publishing the mathematical works of Karl Marx in Russian. 1935, Japanese novelist and Nobel Prize winner Kenzubura Oe. And in 1960, Iranian dissident journalist Akbar Ganji. I'm your host, Mark Mullen. If you'd like to comment on the forum or ask a question, go to thepeelpod.com or send us an email at thepeelpod at gmail.com. There were reports last week that a sex tape about Sneba member of Parliament, Eka Baselia, had leaked, that she, um, and that she says that there has been a targeted smear campaign against her since she has resigned from the Legal Affairs Committee in December to protest a list of Supreme Court nominees. She says that an illegal recording containing personal and family secrets is being circulated on social networks as part of a moral terror campaign. She says that the video was recorded by the Saakashvili government, called on the current government to tell her who released it and how they obtained it, saying, you will not be able to stop me, you will not be able to silence me or make me disappear. The Interior Ministry has begun an investigation as disclosure and uh, dissemination of personal secrets is a crime. A similar tape of Besselia was apparently released in 2016. The This Affects You campaign, a group of NGOs concerned about illegal surveillance, called on authorities to do more to prevent sex tape blackmail, noting that the timing of the release implied that someone was trying to either reduce public confidence in Basalia or to make her stop discuss, d- dissenting. Public defender Nina Lomjadia noted that this type of pressure is most commonly and most effectively applied to female politicians. Amid rising concern about air pollution in Tbilisi, it appears that a new pollutant has arrived on the Georgian market in the form of B10 biodiesel supplied by the fuel distribution company Frego. The introduction of the new fuel was supported by both the Ministry of Environment and Ministry of Economy, was accompanied by an advertising campaign with posters depicting smiley faces coming out of the exhaust pipe of a yellow marshutka with videos on the Frego website and social media claiming that the new fuel would reduce emissions and pollution. However, 
laboratory tests of the fuel show that it has less than half of the 10% biofuel that it claims to have and sulfur levels up to three times the EU standard. The fuel also seems to have an unusually high flashpoint, likely caused by ethanol left over by careless manufacturer. This tends to damage fuel injection systems and cause more emissions. There are reports that the low-quality diesel fuel is because Frego is secretly importing it from Russia instead of Romania and Greece, where it claims to be from. Another unverified rumor has Bidzina Ivanishvili's brother involved in exporting low-quality Russian fuel through Azerbaijan. Additionally, biofuels is only effective when used in high-quality modern engines with the efficiency to balance the extra emissions caused by combusting used cooking oil, the biofuel part of the fuel. EU countries have very high emission standards for engines, called Euro 5. However, there are very few Euro 5 cars in Georgia today. Even a brand-new Prius will only have a Euro 4 engine, and many cars in Georgia are specifically sent here from Europe due to the lower emission standards. Additionally, Frego marketed the B10 fuel saying that it will be it will fuel municipal transit, but the 2014-15 yellow marshutkas have Euro 1 engines, which are cheap but have low emission standard, while the new blue buses have high-quality Euro 6 engines but run on natural gas, not any form of diesel. Thus, the advertising claim appears to have been completely untrue, as are claims that this biodiesel uh, is good for the environment in general. Wendy's and Dunkin' Donuts have both declined to supply Frego with left, leftover cooking oil. People are petitioning McDonald's, their biggest supplier, to end the support as well. The Marriott and Radisson hotel chains have also stated that they will not support Frego, while Ajara Group apparently knows but does not care. Parliament's Environmental Protection and Natural Resource Committee is expected to address the matter soon. For those who care about air quality in Georgia, please monitor this and stay with the story. Prime Minister Bakhtadze attended the World Economic Forum in Davos last week, speaking at a panel on Eurasia in the new global context. He met, with in, he met individually with Azerbaijani President Ilham Aliyev and a bunch of business executives. On the 28th, Prime Minister Bakhtadze, an assistant to the United States President for National Security Affairs, John Bolton, spoke by phone. Bolton thanked Georgia for recognizing Venezuelan opposition leader Juan Guaido as interim president. They also discussed other topics, including security cooperation. Foreign Minister David Zalikiani met with Spanish Foreign Minister and Foreign Affairs, European Union and Cooperation, Josef Borel Fontelles in Madrid on the 28th. While on the five-day visit, uh, Zalkaliani also met with the Interior Minister Fernando Grande Marlaska, Senate Speaker Pio Garcia Escudero, Congresswoman Maria Sorolla Rodriguez Ramos, and the representatives of the Georgian diaspora. President Salome Zurbashvili has announced plans to visit France, Germany, and Afghanistan in February. She also announced early in January that she will not receive a Georgian salary, instead living off her French pension for nearly of nearly 7,000 lari a month, similar to what official her official salary would be. This led to jokes that she might soon be seen in Paris burning cars, as the Yellow Vest movement is, among many other things, protesting the, uh, for pension reform. Eurasianet also reported that she used the leftover presidential fund money to fund the publication of two books and a magazine and to buy a clarinet to lend to a talented young musician. First Vice President of, Inter of the International Criminal Court, Judge Robert Fremer, and Justice Minister Taya Tzolukiani signed an agreement on enforcement of sentences at The Hague on the 24th, which will allow people convicted 
by the ICC to serve their sentences in Georgia. Georgia is the 11th country to have made such an agreement with the ICC after Argentina, Austria, Belgium, Denmark, Finland, Mali, Norway, Serbia, Sweden, and the United Kingdom. On the 31st, the European Court for Human Rights ruled that Russia should pay 10 million euros in damages to 15 under Georgians, 2,000 euros each to victims of collective expulsion, and 10,000 to 15,000, um, and 10 to 15, and 10,000 to 15,000 victims of unlawful deprivation of liberty and inhuman, de- inhuman and degrading conditions of detention. The court found that there was a Russian policy of arresting, detaining, and expelling Georgians from certain areas beginning in 2006. The Georgian government provided a list of 1,795 alleged victims in in 2016, but only 1,500 were found by the court to be owed damages. Of the 17 judges, only one voted in favor of Russia, Russian judge Dmitry Dedov. British citizen Jack Shepard, a.k.a. the speedboat killer, has been sentenced to three months of pretrial detention by the Tbilisi City Court. He was sentenced in abstention to six years in prison and charged with negligent manslaughter. His Georgian lawyers are fighting the extradition on the grounds that he is depressive and has suicidal tendencies that would be worsened if he returned to the UK and that there have been threats made against him and that he might be in danger there. Last week, two of the non-judge members of the High Council of Justice, Nazi Brola Janzashvili and Anidolidze, sent letters to 278 different judges in an attempt to gain support in their fight against what they say is unlawful influence in the court system. At the same time, the American Chamber of Commerce in Georgia, the Business Association of Georgia, EU, Georgian Business Council, and the International Chamber of Commerce in Georgia sent Parliamentary Speaker Kobachidze and Acting Chairman of Legal Issues Committee David Matikashvili, an open letter expressing concern about the Supreme Court nomination process and asking Parliament to refocus on judicial reforms. On the 24th, Otsneba members, including Chairman Bidzina Ivanishvili and dissenting member of Parliament Ekabeselia, met to discuss judicial reforms, though apparently the meeting ended without concrete results. Baselia, who canceled a planned trip to Strasbourg for the meeting, said that Ivanishvili was willing to listen to opposing viewpoints and that it is possible to find common solution and agree on principles for future activities. Meanwhile, the Coalition for Independent and Transparent Judiciary, a group of 40 NGOs, quit the Parliamentary Working Group on Judicial Reform with one NGO representative saying there is no time to join Parliament's game, which is doomed to failure from the very beginning and which may aim to divert attention from the entire process. They said that the current High Council of Justice has lost public trust and that the other members of the Working Group are working on their own, uh, working only in their own interest, not the public. The coalition added that they will only support the nomination of new Supreme Court justices after the Uh, High Court of Justice is reformed with new members, and once legislative amendments are passed to make the selection process more merit-based, transparent, and impartial. The Working Group on Judicial Reform met for the first time on the 27th without the NGOs who protested outside the venue instead. Two members of the High Council of Justice, Janashvili and Dolidze, also uh, boycotted the proceedings after calls to change the format of the meeting were rejected. The National Movement and European Georgia also declined to participate. 25 opposition parties, including the United National Movement, European Georgia Labor Party Development Movement, Free Democrats and the New Rights, met met at an opposition gathering on the 30th where they decided to jointly petition for proportional elections in 2020. They plan to collect a million signatures for their petition in hopes of pressuring the government to implement this change. Currently, the proportional system, which is part of the new constitution, is not expected to go into effect until 2024. 
Defense Minister Levani Soria gave a press conference on the 28th saying that reforms will continue as Georgia tries to create a sustainable territorial defense force and to build NATO compatibility. Arms purchases from France and the U.S. are expected to continue. He also talked about Georgian military involvement abroad, including 870 soldiers in Afghanistan with NATO and 35 in the Central African Republic and a single officer in Mali on EU missions. Grigoli Ivanishvili, the head of the the Skaltubo Sakurbulo was arrested by the State Security Service on corruption charges for making an agreement with a foreign businessman to sell a public building at a predetermined price in exchange for 250,000 lari um, in bribes. To try to hide the agreement, he signed a fake loan agreement with the businessman and had the funds put into his son's account. If convicted, Ivanishvili faces up to 15 years in prison. Transparency International released their annual Corruption Perception Index, Georgia was rated 41st out of uh, 180 countries with a score of 58. Zero is the most corrupt. 100 is the least corrupt. This is higher than uh, in previous years and the highest score in Eastern Europe and Central Asia region, despite increasing from 2017. The hardest working NGO in the caucuses, Transparency International Georgia, still listed uh, Georgia as a country to watch, saying that democratic backsliding could open the door to increase corruption. The report also says that there's an urgent need to investigate corruption and to create independent agencies to do so and to ensure the independence of the judiciary. The, uh, the local office in Tbilisi called the improvements statistically insignificant, noting that the survey does not reflect the alleged cases of high-level corruption publicized in late 2018, which will have a negative effect uh, impact on Georgia's position in, uh, in the ranking in the future. Seven people were found dead in an apartment in Tbilisi's Ketavan Tsamebuli Street, apparently due to carbon monoxide poisoning. The carbon monoxide appears to have come from some type of water heater, which the gas company, Kaztrans Gas, has since removed. Kaztrans Gas was in the news two weeks ago after a gas explosion in Tbilisi killed four. They released a statement blaming the building's owner for violating the terms of use on the gas line. Uh, on the gas line into the building, the Tbilisi Tbilisi Department uh, has begun an investigation. The National Bank of Georgia reduced its key refinancing rate to 6.75% on the 30th due to weak inflationary pressure, and the bank expects to reduce it further as the year progresses. A statue of Armenian Nagorno-Karabakh war veteran Mikhail Avagyan was recently renovated in his ancestral village in the Akhal. Kalaki municipality drawing quick condemnation from Azerbaijani authorities. The statue had quietly been in place for over 20 years, but a ribbon-cutting ceremony on the 20th of January for the renovation, attended by Armenian Ambassador Ruben Sadoyan and Mayor of Akhalkalaki, the Chairman of the City Council and MPs Enzel Mikoyan and Samvel Manukyan, drew attention to it. The 20th of January is a sensitive date for Azerbaijanis called Black January. On that date in 1990, Soviet troops killed over 100 citizens in Baku in the pretext of protecting ethnic Armenians in the city. The Georgian ambassador to Azerbaijan was summoned to the Azerbaijani foreign ministry while Azerbaijani ambassador visited the Georgian foreign ministry to complain, saying that Avagyan had participated in the occupation of Azerbaijani land. So Tsneba and opposition MPs both tried to downplay the incident, saying that the relations with both countries remains important and that they would try to avoid conflict and confrontation. Georgian NGO representatives interpreted the situation as an attempt to create conflict between Azeris and Armenians in Georgia. Green activists in Tbilisi celebrated a win this week with the, uh, as the company planning to construct the Hotel Budapest in the park agreed to sell or exchange the property to city authorities. 
Protests against the construction began in 2013 when guerrilla gardening Tbilisi found out about the permits that had been issued with the permission of Tbilisi uh, Mayor Gigi Ugulava and began holding regular protests and camping out near the site. The organizations like Green Alternative successfully sued, saying Ugulava had not provided adequate justification and for allowing uh, building in the recreational zone, though the ruling was overturned in 2016. New Tbilisi Mayor Kachi Kaladze had different opinions about the hotel, however, sided with the Green groups to prevent construction, though some of the activists found his support to be a cynical political move because they were all cranky. Gegegegeshidze, the head of the Georgian National Wrestling Federation, was arrested after a video surface showing him hitting European wrestling champion Zudab Datunashvili in the face with a metal, a metal object on the 11th of January. Gegegegeshidze was released after his arrest on a 5,000 lati bail. Datunashvili says the confrontation began when he protested a call made by a judge. A fight broke out involving Datunashvili's brother and some other people. Then Gegeshidze hit him. Dr. Nashvili has called for Gegeshidze's resignation, but other wrestlers continue to support him, holding a rally on the 23rd. Some said they would not continue training for the Olympics until he was released. One prominent wrestler justified the attack, saying, simply, wrestling is violence. U.S.-based National Democratic Institute, NDI, has released the results of their December 2018 survey. It found that 38% of Georgians think the country is moving in the wrong direction, a slight decrease from June 2018, while 29% think Georgia is moving in the right direction, an 11-point increase from June. Georgians saw improvement in freedom of speech, health care, EU and NATO membership, media independence, and ed- education, but believe that the court system, corruption, crime, pensions, jobs, poverty, territorial integrity, and rising prices are all getting worse. 43% believe crime rates have gotten worse in the last 10 years. Imedi and Rustaviori are the most watched uh, television stations and the most trusted, even though only 26% of the people trust Imedi and 20% trust Rustaviori. Link to the PowerPoint presentation of the report is on our forum. Caucasus Research uh, Resource Center Social Science and the Caucasus blog this week looks at attitudes towards different migrant groups in Georgia, finding the Georgians have the most negative attitudes towards Chinese people, followed by Turkish. While 23% of Georgians believe that foreigners in general contribute to the economy, only 11% believe that Chinese migrants do. They perceive Russians as contributing the most to the economy, followed by Americans and Europeans. The graphics in the blog, refer to Americans as an ethnicity, something many may question, but hopefully that is not the way it was phrased during the survey. Chai Hanna wrote about Georgia's migrating trees, the massive trees being transported from all around western Georgia to Bidina Ivanishvili's Shekhvatili estate. Batumi photographer Irakli Zneladze took a closer look at the process, which begins with foreign experts selecting viable trees, ends with the Detronological Park, there's a new word for you, slated to open to the public in 2020. Roots are wrapped and watered, roads are built, the earth is torn apart for Beatsina's hobby. Online women's digital media company Refinery29 covered Tbilisi Fashion Week, calling the city perhaps the most thrilling niche fashion hotspot in the world. They talked about um, Vetements and Valenciaga designer Domena Glacelia and a recent Vetements collection inspired by growing up in Georgia in the 1990s featuring camouflage, balaclavas, and Georgian tech saying stuff like God bless us. The article also talks about 
lesser-known brands like Materiel and Duo and Situationist, which have gained niche followings after being worn by celebrities. All this stuff to read is posted on our forum. This week's dive bar number is two. The number of violet species endemic to Georgia, 26 species, can be found in the country. They are blooming already, even though it's only January. I? Yeah. Bicycling activists are holding a rally at First Republic Square near the Bike Monument on the 1st at 6 p.m. in honor of Guram Inakwadze, a 67-year-old bicyclist who was killed this week in Tbilisi. They have a moment of silence for Inakwadze before biking to where he was killed on Agma Shenabeli. They aim to raise public and government awareness of how hostile Tbilisi streets are to cyclists. Also on the 1st, British writer Helena Bedwell will present her new cookbook, Georgian Flavors from Helena, at Tbilisi Andropos Ears Restaurant at 7.30 p.m. There will be an opportunity to buy the book. Wine and snacks will be served. On the 1st, 14th, and 15th at 8 p.m., Tbilisi's Movement Theater will present Iggy, a stage adaptation of the author Jemel Karchadze's story of human evolution fusing puppetry, circus, drama, and traditional theater. On the 2nd, from 2 to 8 p.m., local students are holding protests outside the Ministry of Education, Culture, and Sport against recently announced educational reforms in which 11th graders will no longer have to take final examinations, but 12th graders will. They're calling for 12th graders to refuse to take the test. Local goth band and Nietzscheary participant Killer Manson will be performing at Tbilisi's Check-In Karaoke Bar on the 2nd at 8 p.m. Also on the 2nd, the Tbilisi Symphony Orchestra will, will, Orchestra will perform the symphonic poem The Youth of Her- Hercules by C. St. Sands, uh, Symphony Number no. 3 by C. St. Sands, and Concerto for Bassoon and Chamber Orchestra by Vivaldi, accompanied by young soloist George Arvaladze. The performance will be held at Tbilisi's Kachidze Center for Music and Culture at 7.30 p.m., on the 3rd, from 3 to 5, local group of animal lover- lovers will gather by Tbilisi's Rustaveli Metro to find homes for homeless puppies and kittens and to raise awareness about stray animals. If you'd like to bring an animal that needs a home, please find the event on Facebook and contact them in advance. On the 7th, from 3 to 6 p.m. at the Educational Center of T- Tbilisi City Hall Museum, will host Spring Workshop, where participants will learn about Georgian myths, legends, and stories about spring, participate in spring-related activities. Call uh, 3- 032-2305. Sorry, let me read that again. That's area code 032-2305001 to register. The 8th is World Winter Ride to Work Day. Uh, and the Tbilisi Bicycle Group is encouraging Georgians and anyone else to bike to work on the 8th of February. The exhibition Red Terror and Georgian Artists is on display through the 1st of March at the Georgian National Museum in Tbilisi. It explores creativity of artists impacted by Stalin's repressions and general art trends in Georgia in the 1930s and 40s. On the 1st at 5.30 p.m. at the Batumi Public Library, it'll host a classic music uh, evening hosted by author Nazi Sarajeladze. On the 3rd at 7 p.m. at the Batumi Drama Theater, we'll present Nodar Dumbadze's play, White Flags. That's it for this week. My Twitter address is at TXTBUK. Our email is fieldpod at gmail.com. Post the form on our website, www.fieldpod.com. And we will finish with the old Gershwin favorite from 1928, this time sung by Linda Ronstadt of the Arizona Ronstadts in 1983. This is 
I've got a crush on you. How glad the many millions of Toms and Dicks and Williams would be to capture me. But you had such persistence, you wore down my resistance. I fell, and it was swell. You're my big and brave and handsome Romeo. How I won you, I will never, never know. It's not that you're attractive, but oh, my heart grew active when you came into view. I've got a crush on you. Sweetie pie, all the day and night time. Hear me sigh, I never had the least notion that I could fall with so much emotion. Could you cool? Could you care for a cunning cottage? We could share the world apart, my mush. Cause I've got a crush, my baby, on you. We could share. 